Hello and welcome to episode 105 of the Pen Addict Podcast on 5x5. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined as I am always joined, I've forgotten my usual part, I'll get back to that in a moment, by Brad Dowdy. Wait, Brad, until you say hello. The Pen Addict Podcast is a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper, and the analogue tools that we love so dearly. Hi, Brad. Hey. <laughs> See, ever since you stopped doing the intros, you just, you've been thrown off just a little thrown bit. I, I, just, I just gotta say that. Do you know, you know that little intro that I say? Mm-hmm. That comes totally from memory. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I wonder when I memorized that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you've done it ever since the first episode, so it 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 just became part of uh, part of your vocabulary. Yeah, I think that I think I probably have memorized the one for the news too. But, yeah, because I do that every day. So, <laughs> well, good. Thanks for thanks for remembering uh, to to pull, to uh, to say that phrase because actually a lot of people. A lot of people who are new to the podcast, they enjoy that phrase a lot. They send us send it to us on Twitter and things like that. <laughs> when they discover the podcast, oh, I can't believe there's a podcast about this. Here's the tagline kind of thing. So it's pretty cool. Indeed. Pretty cool. So we've had a uh, – between you and I, we've had a pretty big mail week, haven't we, and since, the, since we've last spoken a week ago? Still haven't received my T-shirts. Really? Yeah. Now that I thought for sure you would have gotten. Yeah, still haven't gotten those. Yeah, that's that's taken a while. Now, did you get? You haven't gotten your prompt T-shirts either, right? No. Okay, so I'd be interested to see which one comes first. Even though it was, the prompt one was a week or two behind. Yeah, that then I'll uh, be concerned. Yeah, then I would be concerned too. I'd be concerned too. So, um, but yeah, we have uh, some new pins to talk about, um, and we're going to get to those. But we have a bunch of good follow-up. I want to get to first, if that's all right, Mike. I'd love it. So I got this email. Um, kind of in reference to my worst pens um, post I did a couple weeks ago when I did the top five pens update. I did a follow-up post called you know, the worst pens I've ever reviewed. And I got an email from a gentleman named Patrick. I want to read this because it cracked me up. He says, it was about a year and a half ago. I was wandering through the aisles of Office Max as I would from time to time to refill on pens for school. I came across the tool ballpoint. They looked nice, I thought. So as most do, based on solely on the appearance, I bought two six-packs. The next day, as I sat oh so innocently in my biology class, I pulled out the packs, opened them, and began notating. The first pen wrote for about two bullet points worth of text and crapped out. Like an old horse, it needed to be sent to the glue factory. I licked, prodded, and scribbled to try to get the ink rolling. Nothing. So logically, I moved to the next pen of the 12 I had just purchased the night before. Same result. So here I was sitting, taking notes, the teacher still carrying on, and I was struggling to keep up. I would write for a bit. The pen would stop for no good reason. I would toss it on the floor and move to the next. This idiotic behavior evoked images of Saturday Night Live or Saved by the Bell. Disgruntled and depressed, I turned to Google where I simply typed best pens, and there it was, your top five pens list. I was dumbfounded. I was also dumbfounded by not only a blog about pens, but a podcast too. I mean, who the hell cares that much about pens? But putting logic aside, I rushed over to JetPens and bought some Securas, graphic liners, and Jetstreams. I also made the life-altering decision of listening to the podcast. Soon my bank account was getting hit with charges from Field Notes brands, Zeller Writing Company, Goulet Pens, and other stationary retailers. I can now say I'm a pit addict, owning my fair share of microtip gels, drawing pens, brush pens, and now a few fountain pens. 
Even though the tool ballpoint may be the worst pen I have ever used, the pure fury I felt drove me to your website and sub- subsequently to my addiction. So for that, I would like to thank you, Mr. Dowdy. Keep up the good work on the blog and with Mike on the podcast. Best wishes and let the ink flow. <laughs> well, great well, that, email. That, that, that pretty much encapsulates a lot of our journeys to this um, pen addiction that we have, doesn't it, Mike? It sure does, buddy. <laughs> you and it, I mean, it really it goes back to the you know how I started the blog. I just was not happy with what I could go to the store and get, and I was like, there has to be something better out there. And people are constantly finding that, and we are glad, Mike and I are glad to be able to help even just a little bit in uh, people finding some better writing instruments than um, the junk that they run across from time to time. So I'm glad you found us, Patrick, and uh, glad you're along for the ride. <clears throat> Kind of in the same vein, I um I did a post today on the blog, and I don't have a top five beginner fountain pens section on my top five list, but I think it's it's about time I can I can fill that out pretty easily now. And I've always gone back and forth between the Pilot Metro uh, the Lamy Safari and the Pilot Metropolitan. The Safari I've used for years and years. It's a great entry level fountain pen. I recommend it a lot. And then the Pilot Metropolitan came out last year, and um. It was impressive, especially for the price and the quality of it. Um, both of those pens kind of have some flaws in the grip area that you have to be considerate of when you're purchasing them. But now that Pilot has is starting to increase the nib availability in the Metropolitan line, they just came out with the fine nib here this year and in the past month or two, and Jet Pens just started carrying them. And I, I got one in last week. I've come to the conclusion that it, it's... It's better than the Lamy Safari um, for beginners. I th- it's it's pretty much a one A one B type of thing. There's no bad choice. Um, you have to decide which sacrifice you want to make with the Safari. Um, a lot of people don't like the molded grip to where your hands are forced into a specific riding position, um, especially for left-handers. Right, Mike? That's not a such a great thing. Um, and then with the Metropolitan, it's got a very kind of sharp edge where the cap closes on the pin. Um, it's right in the barrel. On the step down of the barrel, it can be a little bit rough and uncomfortable to hold. But for those two options, there's really not many, not much better as far as beginner fountain pens for people. And using this fine nib one, I, I've just come to the conclusion that the nib is so much better in the Metropolitan than the Safari that this this has to be the one I'm going to recommend more often than not now. I usually recommend them both, and I still will. But I think I think the Pilot Metropolitan is is the one to go with. And um, I'd, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of change for me. Um, I like how the Safari looks better. I, th- I think it's a better, more aesthetically pleasing, um, better design pen. It's more interesting. Yeah, it's much more interesting. Um, but this nib on the Metropolitan is so good. It's legitimately good nib. And, um, you know, the Safari nibs, the the German nibs, they're a little bit wider. Sometimes I don't think they're as smooth as these Metropolitan nibs have been. And I don't know. I, th- I think this is this is just the go-to pen. Now, for uh, beginners, I think you, you try out a Metropolitan and then see if you like it and then go from there. Um, it's, it's got great qualities. Um, I just mentioned that I hope they start doing some different colors instead of doing like the animal print patterns on the barrels. So hopefully they'll start mixing in some colors and getting into more of a, a, a wider ranging 
barrel design, but I mean, it's a pretty new product. So hopefully in a couple of years, we'll see some, see some additions to, to the product line. So my girlfriend continues to use hers every day. It's really good. She, she, she won't give it up. Like she loves the Twisby, but she won't give up the Metropolitan. Um, and, and I've used it, you know, since, and, and, and I do agree that it, I think I was a bit harsh on it when I first tried it out because I, I think my expectations were too high. Mm-hmm. It's a very solid, very, very solid pen. It and is. I can see and, why. Uh, I can definitely see why, uh, especially with the, the, the great reasons you've given as to why you would, would give it the accolade that, that you've given it, in all, in all honesty. Yeah. And I think that nib is going... More more people who have never used a fountain pen, I think, are going to enjoy that nib um, and the way it performs more so than the, the Safari nib. So we'll see. I mean, I, I, I don't think... Like I said, I think it's a 1A, 1B type of thing. But... Um, yeah, I, th- I think the Pilot Metropolitan's the the way to go, and you know it's it's a pen since it's it's so inexpensive. It's about fifteen dollars. That you know this is a pen that I would leave at the office and leave at my desk. So you know I have a fountain pen in case you know I forgot my pen case or something like that, and wanted a fountain pen to write with. You know I wouldn't mind having you know two or three of these. You know just laying around in in different areas because they're so good and so inexpensive you don't have to worry about losing them or if you don't use them for a while and the ink's dried up well and you just you take them and clean them you know and things like that so it's a kind of a good pen to just to have around to write with and the the medium nib is is great and that's probably what a lot of people should start with i'm a huge fan of the of pilot's fine nibs they they are just so good they write wonderfully wonderfully so Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up since I posted that out there this morning. And uh, when I got this one in, I decided uh, it, it gave me more wow when I when I was writing with it than than the Safari has in a while. So I was like, "Yeah, this is this is the ticket right here." So good on you, Pilot Metropolitan. Um, a few people sent me this link, um, which obviously I knew about it because I took a very very minor part in the article but on the everydaycarry.com um, blog uh, my friend Bernard who has relaunched this blog here in the past six months or so um, he did a huge huge post on the best everyday carry pens it's, it's about I guess he's got about 10 pens in this list and he asked for my input and he asked for Ed Jelly's input um, just he had already come up with the list pretty much he wanted to know if there was anything he was missing or if there were any comments we had on these pens. But I just wanted to jump through this list real quick and um, talk about what Bernard had for his his top everyday carry pens. Um, I don't think they're in any particular order. It's just a list of, of 10 really good pens. First one's the Big Eye Design Aluminum Pen Plus Stylus. This was a, like mm, two Kickstarter projects ago for Big Eye Design, I think. Um, this is a pen I like and use a lot. Um, it's it's got a, a lot of refill options, and I use the High Tech C Cavalier in this in this barrel. It's really good. Um, he's also got the Tactile Turn Mover and Shaker. Which did you? I don't know. If, did you back that Kickstarter project, Mike? No. Okay, so those just arrived. Just just shipped last week. I got mine in Monday or Tuesday. And I'm really happy with it. So a bunch of people have been getting their pins in from this Kickstarter campaign. The grip is really great. Um, it's a good all-around 
um, EDC type pin. It's very durable. It's got a really strong clip. It's got a great knock. You can use a bunch of refills. This is the one I use my 0.38 millimeter juice blue black refill. Um, it's excellent. Uniball Sino UM151, which is also known as the DX. This is one of the best all around pins ever. Um, it's it's good for EDC just because it's it's um it's easily replaceable. It's probably the most inexpensive pen on here, but it's a durable enough barrel to where it can take a beating. Gosh, and, this um, this this post looks good, doesn't it? Yeah, Bernard wow. did a really good revamp of the blog the when he relaunched are incredible. it. Incredible. Yeah. So I don't I don't know the whole. I'll have to. We should get Bernard on here one mm. day. Mm -hmm. Um. I've known him for a long time, ever since he first started um, the Tumblr, the old, the original Tumblr blog, um, which I guess this still is. Is it still on Tumblr? Maybe. Um, from the day one, I, I, him and I have, have talked, and then there was. I know he's a he's a college student for a while, so I think he just got you know bogged down with not being able to keep up with it. But um, they did a relaunch here earlier this year, and they've really done an excellent job. So he's got the. Fisher Bullet Space Pen, which we can both agree, that's a great EDC pen. The Zebra F701, which is always on top of most everyday carry pens. Um, it's getting a little long in the tooth. They could use uh, some upgrades to this pen. The barrel's great. Um, the refill is one of those where people hack it and put in the refills that they like better than the refill that it comes with. The Sharpie Permanent Marker. He's got that because of the metal barrel, the stainless steel metal barrel that they optioned, which is a beautiful design. It's a really functional pen. One of I Bernard's have the the metal sharpie pen. Yeah, yeah, he didn't put that one in there, but this it's the sharpie. But yeah, the, I have the, that one too. It's really good, isn't it? Yeah, I, I big fan. Yep, huge fan of that pen. Um, the Zebra Charbo X LT3. Um, this is one of the pens that um, Bernard and I first. Uh, how, probably how we got introduced together when the Charbo came out. Um, this is just an amazing, amazing pen. Um, it's really, I don't know, It's this could be your kind of one and only pen if you like the fine tip gel ink pens. It's just a little expensive to maintain because the refills are pretty expensive and they run out quickly. Um, he's got a pencil on here, the Rotring 800. Um, I'm sure you've seen this week, Mike, how everyone's been, been pinging us about the Rotring 800+. Plus. Which is the newest the newest model with the stylus tip on the end? I'm not sure what I think about that. Well, you know, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, it's great looking, and uh, we'll see. Maybe one of these days I'll get one. Um, it looks pretty cool. He's got the Victorinox Manager, which is basically one of the small Victorinox uh, pocket knives, but it's got a uh, ball pin uh, section that you can pop out, and um, it's just a keychain it's like a keychain knife with a little ball ballpoint pen refill and he's got the Caveco AL Sport fountain pen um, which is wonderful for EDC this barrel can take a beating and uh, not lose a step and um, it's it's just a really good um, really good nib really good performer so that that was his list I pretty much agreed with everything he had on there I threw out a couple more um, for him but uh, he didn't have time to or He'd kind of already had the list completed before he'd got to me, and I only had like a day to get back to him. But I, the two more that I would have put on there, in in place of maybe I don't know the the knife and the the sharpie the sharpie permanent marker would be the the Max Madco bolt um, bolt action pen, which I've talked about before, which I still need to order one for myself, and the uh, Kaveco Lilliput ballpoint pen, which I'm gonna have a review of soon because 
it is a small portable aluminum barrel, very durable, retractable, everyday carry type of pen. And it takes the standard D1 refill. So it's not really a ballpoint. Um, I get that refill and replace it immediately with one of the Charbo X Gel Ink 0.4 millimeter refills or the Uniball Jetstream 0.5 millimeter ballpoint refills, which um, those haven't been out that long. Um, I actually just saw them, you know, like a month ago at, at Jet Pen. So now they make the little small refills to go into the standard D1 size pens. So those are two that I would put up, put up on the list for something that I would want to see. Um, as far as if I was putting together an everyday carry uh, pen post, and maybe I should do just that, shouldn't I, Mike? I think so. I think besides beginner fountain pens, you know, I'm just hey, I'm just getting into fountain pens. What should I use? I think then probably the next most common question is. Hey, I need a pen that I can carry every day. That's you know small, durable, and has these features. So I need to uh, I need to put something down for for everyday carry too. So those are a couple of my choices. And uh, Bernard's article is great. If you haven't seen it, check it out. And um, and if you don't subscribe to his blog, it's um it's basically pocket dump porn at its finest. <laughs> I mean, it's got it's got everything on there. It's mostly user submitted. Um, Kind of like pocket dumps, what they're, what everyone's carrying, and uh, I can just stare. I could scroll through this site. You can lose hours going through the site looking at all the pictures, and uh, I, I can't remember if I did one back in the old version of the site. I think I did. I'll have to go look and see if I ever did a submission, but I'll, I'll try to do a new submission here pretty soon. So check it out. All right, Mike, we get, we need, we need to get to the big topic here. You and I both have some amazing new writing instruments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we got some bills to pay. So let's do it. I want to thank our friends over at Pen Chalet for coming back and sponsoring another episode of the Pen Addict podcast. That's penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Pen Chalet sell authentic, amazing rollables, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, and so much more. They have all of your favorite brands, all of the brands that we talk about on this show every single week. Like Monteverde, Pelican, Pilot, Namiki, Sailor, and Caveco. And they are, of course, an authorized dealer of all of them. Pen Chalet not only have incredibly reliable customer service, is also super fast too. They run special discounts twice a month, including closeout specials every two weeks. So every time you go over to penchalet.com, you're pretty much guaranteed to get a fantastic offer on one of your new favorite writing pieces of writing equipment. They're adding new styles of pens every single month. They're always adding new stuff as they get it in. They have some of the coolest stuff around over at Pen Chalet. And as well as all the brands that I mentioned earlier, Pen Chalet also sells limited edition pens. More on that in a moment. And all the pen accessories you ever will ever need, like pen carrying cases, pen holders, refills, fountain pen converters, and so much more. You get free shipping on orders over $50 in the continental United States. And they also sell internationally with very reasonable shipping rates. And don't forget, of course, that all of the things that you see are in US dollars. So if you are overseas, you may be able to take advantage of a good uh, exchange rate. It's always a, a good tip, top tip from me as a UK pen buyer. Pen Chalet has low prices on high quality pens and offers a 100% satisfaction guarantee. But this is where it gets even better. If you go to penchalet.com and you use the code PENADDICT10, that's, that's P-E-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-1-0. It's going to get you 10% off your order. Or, and this is where you really should be doing... Click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password penaddict, or one word, for even more savings as well as your 10% off. 
So there's one thing uh, that uh, there's a couple of things actually I want to point out, but one thing first. So Pen Chalet are currently doing a giveaway for listeners of the Pen Addict only. Only listeners of the Pen Addict can take advantage of this. After entering the Pen Addict as the uh, sorry, after entering Pen Addict P E N A D D I C T as the password at the top uh, after you hit the radio or podcast button at the top of the page, they have a giveaway which you will find at the bottom of the uh, sort of the secret special page for. Uh, <laughs> A Monteverde Invincia Stylus Fountain Pen. So you can, anyone can enter. It's absolutely free to enter. And you could be uh, in the chance of winning either a black or chrome Monteverde mm-hmm. Invincia Stylus. That's really cool, huh? That's really cool. I love, I, I still need to get a Monteverde pen. And uh, maybe this is, this is my chance. I need to go order one because they do this, these black nibs that are so cool looking. I've actually, um, uh, Jeremiah, one of our listeners, has let me borrow one before, and that's just a great looking nib on a on a cool looking pen. And these uh, Invincia Stylus fountain pens are are just really sh- really sharp looking. Um, you know, I, I this is this is something that needs to move to the top of my shopping list. Um, branch out to some different brands, try a few different things. I love these black nibs, um, and on on like the all black pen, it looks just killer. I think. Well, you would have to buy one because it wouldn't be fair if you entered the competition. No, 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 no. I'm definitely not entering. <laughs> no worries there. But I <laughs> no, do know I somewhere that can get you 10% off. <laughs> yes, I know. I will take that to my advantage. But there's a couple of, a couple more uh, uh, discounts that I do want to just bring people's attention to, Brad, um, that mm-hmm. you can get when you're on that page. Um, not only can you get um, some money off, of a Pilot Metropolitan, so they retail for eighteen seventy five. You can get the fourteen ninety eight before your discount mm-hmm. um, at Pen Chalet if you if you go to the Pen Addict page by hitting the the radio or podcast button at the top, entering Pen Addict as the password. They also have a couple of really cool things that I wanted to mention. So uh, there's still the Pelican M two hundred five. You can still get that for ninety seven dollars. That's still there, but they also have. Um, 50% off a Pelican Mount Everest 640 Special Edition. Uh, it's usually $545, selling it for $272.50 on Pen Chalet at the moment. Um, this thing is like a monster. It looks beautiful. Yeah, it's um, Pelican's limited edition pens are kind of a big deal. They people collect, you know, every single edition that they release. They're generally pretty expensive, as you can you can tell by the price. Um, I don't know what quantities they make them in, but it, it's Pelican special edition pens are are always pretty cool. And this one, it looks. It looks really cool. Um, the gold is a little much for me, but the design, I've seen this pen before, and I always check out the design because it reminds me of, um, um, I'm, a, I'm a huge Joy Division fan, um, the band, and they, they did an album called Unknown Pleasures, and they, this, I, they have this iconic album cover on it um, with this, this, like this space pulsar uh, design. On, on the cover and that's what it reminds me of it's like that's why I want to buy this pen because it reminds me of Joy Division's album cover but it's really just kind of like Ridges of the Mountain I guess that's supposed to to be the sun maybe rising over the mountain Yeah, that's kind of hard to tell but it looks beautiful I kind of like the gold and the chrome matching with the gold and the chrome on the nib yeah it, it's really well done yeah. it's, Pretty. it's really well done and I don't know I, I mean I'm not a huge Pelican special edition guy I don't it's not something I track but I don't think these really go on sale that much. Um, but I, I can't say for sure. But um, it's definitely cool, something to check out if you're a Pelican fan or a Pelican collector um, and you have not 
um, gotten the Everest edition fountain pen yet. And it's the 640 size, which is um, kind of the right in the middle of their product line. It's a it's a very good size pen. That's probably the next size Pelican I would buy would be something from the 600 series. It's a little bigger than the the 205 and the to the 200 and 400 series. So um, yeah, that's a really good deal. I think normally, like just even standard 600s and uh, 600 and 605 Pelicans go for like 400 and something dollars. So this is pretty good. This is a really good deal. So that's some of the fantastic offers you can find over at penchalet.com. Make sure you hit that button, the podcast button at the top, enter penaddict as the password. You're going to get your 10% off if you go through that area, but also you're going to find a bunch of uh, a bunch of half-off and just a bunch of really cool offers there. So thank you so much to Pen Chalet for sponsoring 5x5, but especially for sponsoring the Pen Addict. Yes, thank you so much, Pen Chalet. And when and um, the giveaway, it looks like it runs for eleven more days. Eleven days and seven hours left on this giveaway. So uh, make sure you get your entry in to win one of the uh, Monteverdi Invincia pens. They're uh, very beautiful. Yeah, it's free. So, Why not do it? You know, you're going to be there looking absolutely. at these great offers anyway. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so we got a pen blog of the week this week, and this is a new pen blog. It's called The Gentleman Stationer, and he just started uh, the 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 gentleman behind the blog is named Joe. I actually met him at the Atlanta Fountain Pen Show, and he reached out out to me afterwards, saying, "Hey, I've started this blog, um, you know, um, obviously about pens and and things like that." And he's done a some really great articles so far. Um, you know, he's doing some reviews. He's done uh, several ink reviews so far, several pen reviews. He's got uh, uh, a couple of posts right up our alley, Mike. He's got an in praise of the original field notes, um, which we can certainly get behind. And he has a he has a current post. His uh, his as a his day job, he's a lawyer. So he he just happened to put this post on here, which I'm not going to read through the whole post, and it's not necessarily related to pens, but it's related to Kickstarter and backers filing lawsuits against unfunded projects. Um, and it's not for our favorite pen, the Visionaire, but I just remember people coming up with the, uh, during, during the whole Visionaire thing that, you know, people were going to start, you know, trying to do some type of lawsuit and, and things like that. But anyway, it'll be interesting to track this lawsuit to see how it affects Kickstarter as a whole. I kind of have a feeling there it's not going to get very far. I think Kickstarter has, um, position themselves to not be affected by this type of thing but um it's a good it's a good article a good article to uh to link to and it definitely kind of hit home with uh everyone's experience with the with the visionaire but outside of that um joe does great job with uh all his pen and ink reviews so far and um he's got another post here he did recently um called the retro edition pins from high school and college which uh, we can both appreciate that we both reminisce about some of the cool pins that we've used back in the day so definitely check out the gentleman stationer it's gentlemanstationer.com and we'll have the link in the show notes which you can find at five by five dot tv slash pin addict slash 105 is that right that's correct yes well done buddy i, I know i know I never plan on doing that, and I figured, well, that's kind of a good time. I know you always want to, someone, you always want us to say where the show notes are, and I figured, well, that's a good time. Then I always forget that I don't exactly know <laughs> the format of the URL. Yes, TV slash penaddict slash 105. Awesome. So um, check out the gentleman station there, stationer there if you haven't uh, already added him to your, to your daily reading. So good job, Joe. All right. 
So for the rest of this show is going to be about a very specific topic, or two topics, I guess we should say. Both Mike and I have added some new pins to our arsenal, and um, they both kind of have stories behind them. So do you want to? Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? What are, What are you feeling? Well, I'll go first, but I am a part of the story. For my well, pen, you are. Surely. You are. You know, because. Yeah. So basically, uh, when Brad was, was was attending the Atlanta Pen Show, I asked him to uh, pick me up a Franklin Christoph of some description because I've been interested in their pens for a while. They seem to make some really interesting stuff, and everything that Brad has used from the Franklin Christoph Christoph range, he has raved about. So I figured, yeah, why not? They, they, apparently, they were there, right? The, yes, they were there at the show. So I figured, yeah, let's let's go for it. And, and I'll do that. Now, my intention was to to send Brad the money. However, Brad, being the person that he is, has bought me a gift. So thank you very much for that. You're very welcome. I feel like I must out your generosity to the world. <laughs> it's very, very kind of you. It's, I don't know why you do these things sometimes, but you do, and it makes me very, very happy. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and part of this was I asked him to pick me up a, a Masuyama nib. I figured, why not knock two birds with one stone here, you know? Get get a nice uh, hand-worked custom nib from Mr. Masuyama and get a Franken Christoph because they do the Masuyama nibs um, stock. Yes, yes. So they stock them, and since they were at the show, they had, you know, their full stock there. You could, you know, pick up pretty much any nib you wanted there um, at the show from them. So, yeah. So it was definitely a two birds with one stone type of thing. It was perfect. Good. It was a great idea. So I believe I said to you, just get me a Franklin Christoph, right? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think it was very general, like that. Yeah. yeah, I don't. You didn't have any specifics at all. No. So uh, this week, uh, this past week, the pen arrived, and I opened it up. I'd never seen this pen in my life. I was first struck by its size. <laughs> it's a very big pen, and it's the Franklin Christoph Model 19 Anderson Pen Special Edition. Now, again, I didn't uh, basically, I didn't even know what this pen was until I looked at the show notes today. I I didn't know the name of it, and I especially, and I feel like there's a story there just by reading the name of it that I I don't yet know. But so <laughs> I figure what I would do because there is obviously more of a story. I know there's more of a story as well because. You kind of hinted that there was one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I, well, you can tell that in a moment, but maybe we, sh- maybe I should talk about the pen a little bit first and what I think of it. Yep, I, I'd, I'd like to hear it because you have not shared any information with me so far, other than you have received the pen, and uh, that's pretty much it. So, so yeah, fir- I want to hear it. At first, I, I thought it was very beautiful. It's like a very, very, very dark blue with two sort of marble-like sh- light blue stripes, one that runs around the cap and one that runs around the, the pen, it's the barrel like the, itself. Um, what, what, it's, it's acrylic, isn't it? The whole pen is acrylic, yes. which mm-hmm. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of because they're very light. Yes. Um, and this one, uh, the, the acrylic smell doesn't knock my eyes out like the the uh, Edison pen. That I have. Mm-hmm. Um, which is both good and bad. Because sometimes the smell of acrylic is a great thing to have. Sometimes not so much. So, <laughs> but so you know, it's it's not too much of an issue. Plus, if I did test this, if you sniff inside the cap really hard, you will get it. So, 
So if I need it, it's still there. Um, I was a little bit intimidated by it at first because of the the size. It's bigger than any pen that I own, like in just mass. Um, And when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's the executive pen, you know? You know, we've been talking about Mm -hmm. the executive pen. Right, the show pen. Yeah, but I figured that's not what I'm going to use it for. I'm going to use it. Like, also, the nib is very large. You know, so there's lots, lots of yes. things. It's, it's definitely uh, oversized for what I usually use, but not uncomfortable to hold, not heavy in any way, you know. It feels like a pen in weight half its size. Um, and I also have a Masuyama nib in it. Uh, it's a 1.1 stub nib, um, which you had to inform me I needed to change the nib. Which it's actually good. a medium. It comes with a stock 1.1 millimeter steel nib, and then the Masuyama nib is actually a medium. Ah, oh, yes, stub sorry. nib. Yes, a medium medium nib stub. So, mm-hmm. um, I at first I tried it out, and and I wasn't 100 percent sure that I got the nib correct because it was very slight. Like the stub is very slight. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the I've been using it exclusively this week. And I put my favorite ink in there, of course. Um, I put the uh, Hiroshizuku uh, Fuyugaki in mm-hmm. there, the orange that I love so much. And as I've used it over the week, I have noticed the stubness of it. Because bear in mind, my only previous stub nib was a 1.5. So, you know, realizing... This is, this is more subtle. It's much more subtle. And and once I... I was able to clue that in. I've been able to clue that in over the week and can see the stub stubbiness of it right because it's not as harsh as the twisby that i have um and i really really like the fact that it's a stub nib rather than just a standard medium nib because it adds just a layer layer of dimension there that i like a lot this pen is incredibly smooth to write with now of course of course this is because the nib is, is special um but that that's something that I've found. I think that the the key thing that I've taken away from this is it is incredibly smooth, um, and it works fantastically. And even in field notes, like the bleed is is very minimal, um, which is excellent. And I have been using it all week, and and I really really love it. Like I I genuinely really love it. It's a really interesting pen to look at. Um, mm-hmm. It's not the best looking pen that I own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like it because it's. The, I think it's one of the most unique. Um, everything about it is is big, like the 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 clip stands out really far from the mm-hmm. from the cap. You know, I like it. It's all very like big, and and I like the fact that they kind of like etched the Frank and Christoph logo in the top of the mm-hmm. cap. Um, yeah, and the threading the threading is not standard. Yeah. Threading, it's the it's the block threading because it's a larger pin. It just kind of locks in. Yeah, and that all makes that all looks quite strange, but good. Mm-hmm. You know, strange in a in a in a, not in a weird way, but like it's it's all mm-hmm. it's all very different to anything else that I own, which kind of makes it special in its own way. Because because I probably wouldn't have picked this pen for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, so I like a lot that I own it because it's very different to what I usually have. Um, but I I genuinely love it. Like it is. It's it is definitely definitely in rotation for me now. Well, good. Well, good because there was <laughs> there was a lot of stress and consternation going into shopping for this pen. You want you want to hear this story? Yes. <laughs> I feel like I can kind of guess some of it from seeing yeah. the name and then also the way that the nib came to me. Yeah. So I had an idea. So I was excited about the task to buy you a Franklin Christoph pen. That was nothing. I, I was excited. I was like, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy Mike a pen. 
and I knew which pen I was going to get you. And it wasn't the Model 19. It was the Model 2 and not the Model 2. Well, the Model 40 Pocket is the small one that I have. I knew I wasn't getting you the, the small portable one. Yeah, I didn't want that um, in a way because yeah. it was too, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that, that pen's not for everybody. But they make essentially a larger, si- a full-size design like that called the Model 2. Well, they sold out of them pretty much before I walked in the door on Saturday. So they only had a couple colors left. They had, um, there was a green one that I saw that was in, in the running for the, the pen that I wanted to to get for you. And, you know, I looked at it and came back several times. And then um, I kept coming back to this pen that was on the Anderson pens table, which is this Model 19 that I ended up getting you. And I couldn't get over how good looking this pen was compared to the Model 2 the other option, the Model 2 and the, the green barrel one, which was a nice pen, and you'd probably like it very much. I mean, you'd, you'd totally like it. But I kept coming back to this one um, because of the – I couldn't – this pen looked looked unlike any other pen that Franklin Christoph carried at all. Yeah. I mean, they, make, they carried the Model 19, but this blue – these blue rings really made it stand out, and I kept coming back to it. And part of that, you know, is maybe some of it, it's hard to shop for someone else and get your personal biases out of the way. Right. So I think I came I kept running into that. Like, I personally loved this pen and how it looked. My consternation was one, the size. And number two, not until after I bought it and got it home and I think I had shipped it to you. I went, oh, crap. Does Mike post his pens? Because this pen is so big. I mean, it's not it's not gargantuan by any means. It's a large pen, but posted, it's huge. Yeah, it, you, could, you could. It basically is it's, it's getting along to baseball bat territory at that. Point. <laughs> yeah, so you don't really want to write with this pen posted, and not until after I'd bought it, got it home, and shipped it to you did I have that oh crap moment. Where does Mike post his fountain pens? I don't know that I've ever asked you, or if it's even come up in conversation. So what's the answer? I I don't. Okay. Yeah. I, so, I never ever ever post okay. any any pen. Okay. Good. Even so that's like good. Uh, I I when I have used a Fisher Space pen, I don't even post that. Yep. Okay. Good. So this pen definitely works better unposted. Yeah. I've found, and you know why I say that? Because you and I are pen twins. I bought the exact same one for me too with the exact <laughs> same. <tip. laughs> so I'm looking at the the Model Two at the moment. And you mm-hmm. made the right choice. I don't the green one. Like the model two is cool when you get the fire and ice or the smoke, yes. the smoke and ice. But just solid green, I yeah. much prefer this one because that just it's just a green pen. Yep. Like this so has was, got that that extra like that ooh that that, that yes. the, which is what the blue line gives it because it's just it's so I've never seen a pen designed like this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I my plan was to get the the smoke and ice model two. And when I talked to them, not only were they sold out of the few that they brought, they are so backordered on that pen that it's going to be months before they even start stocking them again, which I can commiserate with on uh, certain things. <laughs> yeah. But um, so I was like, well, I, I have to, I have to start from scratch now. So I looked through every pen that they had on their table. They had every model of every pen that they had, and nothing stood out to me like this Anderson pens. Now Anderson pens carries two Franklin Christoph special models. They carry the model two with um a black a black barrel and a blue um blue ring around the section it does not 
hold a candle to the looks of the 19 and I liked it so much. I, I bought one for myself. I, I couldn't, it's a pen that I kept coming back to time and time and time again, and nothing was beating it. There was no pen I could find that I liked better than this. Um, so they come with the stock steel nibs and, you know, Brian, uh, said, what nib do I want with it? He'll just walk over to the Franklin Kristoff table. You know, they're, in a, they're a customer of theirs. He said, you know, I'll just switch out whatever nib you want. And this is for stock nib, right? They don't sell mm-hmm. it with the Masayama nib. So I said, well, just give me the stub stock nib because um, I wasn't sure what other, what other nib you would like. But I just figured for a comparison, you could have both of those nibs to compare. And then I went, after I purchased this pen, then I went back over to Franklin Kristoff just to buy the nibs for this pen. Right, so it comes comes with a stock steel 1.1 millimeter stub nib, and then I went back over to Franklin Kristoff to purchase the Masayama medium stub nib. So I bought <laughs> I bought an extra fine one for me, and then I bought a stub, the medium stub for you. And I think that was about the end of the day of the show, so I packed these away. And, you know, I was done shopping. That was like my last big purchase with Anderson pens. I've gotten everything checked off the list. I've got your Franklin Kristoff. I've got your Masayama nib and put it in the car and and uh, went and had a drink at the bar with all, all the people who'd come to the show. I'm just going to stop you here. Yep. Because this is, this is I, mean, I know that there's something coming here. So, basically, Brad teases that he's bought these pens. And he sends me a message and he's like, it's going to take me a little bit longer before I can ship this to you. <laughs> I'm like, okay. He's like, there's nothing wrong. Like, well, we had a conversation about it. Like, something wrong. There's something I need to do first. So carry on with the rest of your story. Yeah. So that was the day after the, <laughs> the next day. I was excited that, oh, I'm ready to ship out Mike's pens. Let me get it ready. Let me get it all packaged up. And I break out the pen and I break out the nib. And, you know, this is, this is 4.30 in the afternoon after a long, exhausting day. And I'm mentally beat. I just want to sit down and have a beer. Um, so I bought the, I come home the next day and I'm ready to ship these out. And I start looking at the nib for mine. I'm going to replace the nib in mine. And I get out the nib and I get out my pen and I look at it and I go, huh, that's the wrong size nib. <laughs> so these pens, the Model 19 comes with a size 6 nib. Oh. So that's the larger size nib that you see in your pen right now. Comparatively, the Model 40 Pocket and things like your Edison Perlette, that's called a number 5 nib. Okay, So I bought two number 5 nibs from Franklin Kristoff to fit in the Model 19, which only takes number 6 nibs. So I had two nibs at home that did not fit these Model 19s. So that, that's okay except for the fact that I didn't I couldn't ship out your pen that day. So I was like, I, I actually, you know what? I realized this Sunday night when I got home at like 9 o'clock, I went straight to Franklin, Franklin Christoph's site and ordered the two number six nibs, and they were at my door in, by like Tuesday. So they came in like two uh, days. Okay. So that's how I got the right nib. <laughs> I was like, well, I can't send them this pen without the Masayama nib. So I ordered the, the second set of nibs, um, and they they shipped out quickly. So, which is okay. The number five nibs I use. I've already put one in my Perlette. So you know they fit lots of other different things. So it wasn't a waste at all. It was just a, a mis- it was an exhaust an exhaustion mistake where it didn't even cross my mind that it was a number six nib in this model nineteen instead of a number five. But which any 
fountain pen person looking at this, it would be a completely normal thing. They would totally know which nib to buy, to buy. But I, it was just something that, you know, I was kind of spent mentally at the end of the day and it didn't register with me when I did it. So yeah. So I got home that night, ordered them up and uh, it's like, it's going to be a day or two before I ship out your pen. Just need to rectify something real quick. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you for going through all of that. Yeah, it was, it ended up making for a a good story. It was fun. It was fun to do. And, uh, I hope you enjoy the pen sincerely. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, just one of those pens. I I just kept coming back to where you, you just, sometimes you just kind of know. And, um, then I just had to hope that you would like it. I knew that I liked it because I couldn't really find anything, um, better looking than it. So, so that's the, that's the story behind how your, your Franklin Kristoff came to be. It's a good story. <laughs> um, so thank you, buddy. Genuinely, yeah. I, I enjoy it, and, and I've been using it a lot. So You are very welcome. And uh, uh, I actually uh, use mine a lot, too. I really like the size of it. It's big. It's a big pen. It's, it's actually bigger than you think. Even you know when I was at the show, I was like, oh, this is a big pen. But until you get it home and kind of compare it to some of the other pens that you have, um, you realize how, how large it is. But I don't think it's overly large, um, especially unposted writing with it. It feels wonderful to write with. It's a great weight. So I got something in the mail, too, this week. Or was it last week? I guess it was this week. It was Tuesday. Um, my Nakaya came in. And Ooh. I am super, super excited about it. And I don't want to spend too, too long discussing it. But I know people were anxious to hear my initial thoughts about it. Um, so I can at least explain what I actually bought. And then you know later on, after I review it, maybe we'll talk about it more. But um, I ended up purchasing through Nibs.com, which we've talked about before. Is they're pretty much, I guess they might be the only U.S. authorized retailer of Nakaya. I'm not sure. I think that's right. So they have a lot of, they have a lot of Nakayas in stock, and I really had a hard time picking the model. I knew the color was going to be probably this Ao Tamanuri finish, which is a blue green. It's a uh, black lacquer with a blue green. Um, color underneath it so I was pretty sure on the color the problem I had and what took me so long to decide on which model to order was I didn't know which barrel design I wanted they have all different kind of barrel designs and then what I'm going to do Mike is I'm going to put together a post on how I bought my Nakaya how I came to the the final decision that I made it's almost too long and too difficult to even talk about on the podcast Um, there was a lot of thought and research that went into picking out the model, but the, the model I went with was the portable cigar AO Tamanuri with a rhodium plated nib and a medium cursive italic grind on the nib. And I am 100% satisfied with the pen that I purchased. The barrel is exactly what I wanted. And that was the hardest thing because I'd never held the portable model in my hand to you know just see how it feels i've tried a few different i've tried the um one called the naka i which is similar in length to the portable i say when i say portable i don't want anyone to think it's a small pen i don't know why they name it this way i think because um there's probably a story behind it but this is a full-size pen it's not a mini pen or a small portable pocket type pen um and i went with the clipless model which is called the cigar which means there's no clip on it at all 
um, which is scary to do because it's such an expensive pen. You don't want it rolling off the desk or rolling off the floor. But I thought it would just interfere with the beauty of the pen. So I risked it and went clipless. And I'm happy with that decision by the way the pen looks. And the color, I knew the color I'd actually used and actually seen on the site before. And I was pretty sure um, it was going to be this color. Um, there was one uh, called Hecky Tamanuri, which is a brown with a green underlay um, that was kind of in the running. But this, I think for my first Nakaya, I knew I wanted a black base with some pop of color. And uh, the, the, the blue-green of the AO Tamanuri is really, really great. And then the nib, um, you're able to choose the color of the nib. Um, they actually have you know the gold nib, was, which the gold color nib, which is stock. They're all 14-karat gold nibs. They have the gold nib. They have the plated nibs in rhodium or ruthenium or rose gold or two-tone nibs. So there's lots of nib choices you can make to, to go on there. And then you tell them if you want any additional modifications. So I told them I wanted a fine nib and I want it ground into a cursive italic point which uh, John Modishaw is well known for his um, very, very top-notch work on grinding pens, and he's the man behind nibs.com. I have to say that the, the, it, it's awesome. I mean, I'm totally happy. I would not change a thing that I purchased with my Nakaya, which is good because it's a very expensive pen, but there was some mental risk in doing this because I haven't necessarily used everything that I was buying. I was like, I hope this works out right. But I figured I did my research. And like I said, I'm going to do a whole write up on this, the whole purchasing process. But it's definitely unlike any pen I've ever used. This is the most, I'm, I'm struggling to find the words to explain it, Mike, you, you really have to try it. And I know you actually tried um, this exact model that I have. But yeah, so it turns color. out last week, um, Hans was the guy's name who I couldn't remember, mm -hmm. which is I felt terrible for, and I'm really pleased that he contacted me so I could correct it. He has a cigar portable. Mm -hmm. Yep, so you were able to try the exact pen that I purchased, the exact uh, barrel design, you know, the length. So it, it's not a small pen. It's a normal-sized normal writing pen. Yeah, he has um, the black-red Kuru Tamanuri. Yeah. Yeah, that's rad, man. That's really good looking. That was definitely on the on the short list too. Um, it's really hard to explain this pen in words. It's the most cohesive pen I've ever used. I I don't even know if that's the right word. It's when I'm writing with it. There's nothing happening except writing. There's no, there's nothing getting in the way of me writing with this pen when I'm using this pen. It feels like the entire pen is the nib, if you will. It's, I don't know how to put that in words. It's, it's just like there's, it's one unit where, you know, different pens with, um, you know, metal sections or, you know, I don't know, different different things on the end cap, you know, different screws like a um like a piston filler, you know, it's got extra mechanisms. There's no extras. It's like perfect minimalism and for a very not minimally designed pen. 
I, I'm going to have to figure out how to express this in words because it's, it's really hard. And even written words and pictures aren't going to do it justice. You have to, I've tried to take, I've taken some pictures and they're in my Instagram feed. It's impossible to get the color right, get the depth of the lacquer right, the, um, the finish of the pen. It, it's amazing. Um, you know, the, the Rushi lacquer is really, it's, it has a lot of depth to it. It, yeah, it looks like you can see through the pen, but you can't. It's and I don't, I don't know. It's it's something I'm gonna have to spend more time with to learn how to explain it properly. I I don't think I'm doing a very good job, but I do know that I'm ecstatic with it. I've never used a pen like it. I've never used a pen that's just felt just like this totally complete writing unit that it is. It's. It's it's awesome. I, I'm really happy with it, and you know, hopefully, I can discuss it in better terms than rambling on about it like I am now. Once I kind of write it all down and do a blog post about it, but why did I'm, you go for the no clip rather than a clip? Because of the beauty of the finish of the pen, I didn't want anything to interrupt that. Huh. Does it not roll away though? It does, but I I keep the kimono that it comes in. You know that little pouch that they come in. I guess uh, Hans had his, right? Yeah, he did, yeah. <laughs> so I carry that. It's it's really funny. Our our Brass Town pin case <laughs> for Notco, you know, it's got the, the extra space, you know, the extra pocket space. Mm-hmm. It's the six-roll pin wrap um, pouch. So I have the pins in the roll section, and then I take the kimono and put it in the pocket section. So it fits perfect. It's a, like the perfect case for that. <laughs> perfect case for your pen case. <laughs> so I use the kimono as my roll stopper. So I put it on the edge of my pad and then just lay the pen on top of the kimono so it doesn't roll away. So, yeah, I'm concerned about it rolling away. But for my first Nakaya, I wanted the kind of the raw ex experience just to see the quality and i mean it's like an art piece but i'm not using it and treating it as such i'm forcing myself to take this pen anywhere and everywhere and and not worry about it and i'm totally content doing that which i know that that means i i think i've actually finally turned turned the corner and which is why i was ready to finally buy the nakaya because you don't spend this kind of money on a pen and not use it um so that's what made me finally, you know, realize I was ready to buy it to, you know, not treat it with kid gloves. It's a instrument made to be used, and I'm going to use it anywhere and everywhere. I'll even uh, I'll take it to burgers with you and Hans. <laughs> we'll get some grease on it. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of that was the biggest thing when I knew I was ready to do that, take it anywhere and everywhere, and use it and. I knew I was ready to order it, and um, I'm extremely, extremely happy with it. And um, well, I'll, I'll definitely do um, so a lot more talking about it, and once I get some some time to sit down and, and put my thoughts into words, because it, it's really hard to explain um, without holding it in your hand and feeling how it writes, how it's um, different than any other pen I own. So totally, it's totally been worth it, and I'm really happy with it so far. So now starts to count until I buy one. Mm. <laughs> you think you are? I kind of, I kind of thought that wasn't really on your radar. Everything that's on your radar eventually finds its way to mine. Yeah. Well, I gotta say, this took me probably about a year to just go through the mental process. To, yeah, but these to things, this pen. they get accelerated incredibly when you start 
talking to me about them. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, I'm looking so, at these and they are really pretty, but the nibs.com ordering system is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Well, I had a problem with that, actually. <laughs> can I just tell people what it is? Sure. Yeah, go for so it. So you, you, you can buy things online, but you can't like add something to a shopping cart. You have to fill in an online order form where you write everything in manually, and then you submit it, and they send you an invoice back. Like that's mm-hmm. so strange. So you have to would have to write like I would. So you write like item name Nakaya, portable cigar, Amaero fountain pen, quantity one, price, and you type the price in, which is so weird. One dollar. <laughs> Very peculiar can, to me to see that. Let me see if I can pull mine up and and I'll read you what I had to write. But yeah, my problem was um, that. You know, I did exactly what you said. I filled out the um, the online form and filled out everything that I had to, and they sent me the invoice. The invoice went to my spam folder. That was the problem I ran into. So, like, oh. I waited. I ordered it on a Sunday night, figured I'd get the invoice Monday, and then then I pay for it after I get the invoice. Um, and then Monday night, I never got the invoice, so I emailed them again. They say, yeah, we sent it, but here it is again. And then I said, oh, if they sent it, let me check my spam folder. And sure enough, there it was. So, yeah, I had a delay in getting it. But that was that was the problem I ran into. So, yeah, the – so, yeah, I had to write down the style, the finish, the nib, the nib plating, the cursive metallic part, all of that part I'm writing in. And then there's like a nose – a note section and then then you have to like gauge your writing preferences and your characteristics right that's a hard thing you know do you want it to write dry do you want it to write medium do you want it to write wet what's your writing pressure all kinds of crazy things why like do you that. have to so, put that in because he tunes the nib accordingly Ugh. so that sounds terrifying <laughs> so for the tuning part i just went I know I don't like a really wet writing pen, so I went with medium flow. And I know I probably borderline write with heavy pressure, but I went with just a medium writing pressure, just kind yeah, of see, standard all medium of those, across the board. Those choices turn me off because then I feel like if something's not right, I'm going to blame myself. Mm-hmm. For I it. can totally understand that. And I don't like that thought of blaming myself. Well, I I'm think that's why it took me find, so long to order it. I'm trying to find UK distributors of this. If anybody knows yes. a good UK, a trustworthy UK distributor of a Nakaya, please let me know. So, yeah, but you can order straight from uh, Nakaya.org, which, you know, maybe my next one, I might, maybe I'll order from there just to try something different. Um, nibs.com, um, Aesthetic Bay, which is in Singapore, they're an authorized dealer. Yeah, and, don't um, order from Nakaya.org. <laughs> Oh wait, hang on. You can change the language. <laughs> you have to click. You have to right. click the button. Yeah. Okay. I'll say, oh, no, terrifying. Yeah. I'll click Don't the uh, American that. button for English. Yeah. Yes, I'll click Mar- the American button. That's what click I want. The American button. American yeah. button. Just have a big M for America on there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, don't do translate on their page. Click the uh, click the button that switches the whole, whole site to the EN, and you can order straight from there. But it's still the same kind of thing from there, Mike. You have to type in a bunch of. Yes, I'm not How do that. you feel today? Stuff. No, I'm not up for that. Plus, these are so expensive so, that I know the customs will kill me. So I might as well just try and get yeah. one from the UK if I can. 
yeah, maybe at the pin show in October. That's a good, I don't know. No that's one a good carries, show. no one has any Nakayas at the pin show that I go to, so who knows? But anyway, there'll be there'll be more to come about this because um, I'm I just got it on Tuesday, so I've only had a couple days to spend with it. But um, it's the only pin I've used since I've got it, and uh, I love it. So I'm very happy with my purchase, and um, there will be more in the future. So. But I think that's all I got today. We'll do more on the on the Nakaya after I write up the review, which will probably be several months down the line. I want to spend some more time with it before I before I review it, and it'll be a long, long involved process review. So, but that'll be good. I have no doubt we'll be talking about it more on the show between yep. that time. Yep, for sure. If you want to find out about this website, which Brad that Brad Bradley Dowdy, <laughs> I don't know why I was going to call you, you that. Say Brad dot Dowdy. <laughs> Brad dot Dowdy keeps talking about. You want to go to penaddict dot Com. The pen. I've forgotten everything. What is your website? What is your? This is what happens when we record on on Thursday. You have Tuesday brain, but we record on Thursday and you botch it all up. It's penaddict.com, pen- isn't it? Yes, and then you made me buy thepenaddict.com because you kept making mistakes so much. You kept calling it thepenaddict, so I had to go spend money because you yep. can't remember the name of my website. Well, I was going to say .net because practi- you're, you're like the only person I know that has a .com. Yeah, well, all the other people are weird. So, well, they it's just because none of their names were uh, were unique enough, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that if you want to find the show notes for this week's episode. Go to five by five TV slash penaddict slash one hundred five. So you find all the links to everything we've spoken about, and there's also a big button at the top that says contact. That's a great way you can send us an email. Um, if you want to get in touch with us on Twitter, Brad is at dowdyism d o w. D Y I S M and I am I Mike I M Y K E. Those Nakayas have broken my brain. Yeah. Hey, what's my app.net name? <laughs> we were talking about this on the prompt. I know. I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Pan Attic Podcast. Until next time, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>